You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the QB Factory Reboot brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We're recording on Tuesday, October 5th. The Eagles are now 1-3. and three following a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday, 42-30. to 30. Another loss, but we do have some positive things to talk about. We're going to recap that, you know, loss to the Chiefs. We're going to touch on what we saw from Jalen Hurts, and we're going to touch on what we saw from Patrick Mahomes, and then we're going to preview week five against the Carolina Panthers on Sunday, October 10th at 1 p.m. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on all things social media, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm your host, Rachel Pavette, and I am joined by the one and only QB expert in the best co-host in the world, Mark Schofield. What's up, Mark? Happy Tuesday. How are you feeling? I'm I'm okay, Rachel. This is we talked about this before we hit record, right? Yeah. October. I love it. I finally got my letter working, so I have my Yankee candle Ooh. pumpkin spice going. So, so it's, it's nice and autumnal up in here. But this is the part of the season where the grind kicks in. And I was telling you, I do these like video breakdowns, these three throw video breakdowns on Twitter of quarterbacks. And I did my first one this week was of Dak Prescott and I called him Zach Wilson, which is, I don't understand how that (laughs) happened. I honestly don't, but I'm walking the kids to the bus stop and my phone's melting down and I'm scrolling through expecting the the good dopamine, right? A lot of people say, yeah, this is good stuff. And it's a bunch of Cowboys fans being like, put some respect on his name. That's that's not Zach Wilson. I'm just like, ah. yeah. So that's how my week's going. How's yours? So far, so good. You know, not too happy about the loss, but we saw some positives from the game, specifically yeah, from Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So, and, I mean, we're going to get into all of that. You know, I do have my quote, and this time I went with a movie quote. I went with a movie quote, too. I switched it up. So I was like, oh, switching things up. All right. So you want to go first? And I did something from Moneyball. Oh, okay. All right. Did you do something from Moneyball before? No. Okay. No, okay. I was no, like, did you have it before? Okay. I, and it says, we've got to think differently. And this is two ways that you can apply this. One, uh, some of the play calling mistakes that Nick Sirianni made in the Chiefs game, um, like with the timeout and then kicking the field goal and knowing that you're playing the, the Kansas City Chiefs, you can't take the easy route. So like sometimes I feel like he could have been a little bit more aggressive and competitive in those situations because you want to win. And it's Kansas City. They're not like any other team. So they're going to capitalize on your mistakes. So that one, we've got to move differently. And then also uh, the the illegal touching call on Devontae Smith. We had literally just saw this with Jalen Rager. You would have thought like, okay, that's that's something that would have been fixed in practice you know like a teaching lesson clearly it wasn't so two things where I feel like you got to move different you got to be smarter and that kind of like those were determining factors when it came to the loss 
Right. And we've talked a lot about how a lot of these things have to be teaching lessons, learning moments for a young team, a young head coach. And it's kind of disappointing to see that maybe some of those things haven't stuck. Now I was, and I know we're going to focus a lot on the first drive. Um, I, I was impressed with that. We're going to talk about that a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's a fantastic quote. I went with Friday night. Um, I was flipping channels and any given Sunday was on Friday night. Okay. And that's a stop what you're doing and kind of watch. And I, I thought this quote from Al Pacino's coach, Tony D'Amato was perfect for some of what we saw after the game. You're a quarterback. You know what that means. It's the top spot kid. It's the guy who takes the fall. It's the guy everyone's looking at first, the leader of a team who will support you when they understand you, who will break their ribs and their noses and their necks for you because they believe because you make them believe that's a quarterback. And in honor of that quote, I have my Willie Beeman shirt on. Okay. Yeah. I have, a, I have a collection Rachel of fictional movie quarterback jerseys. <laughs> that's this is one. Uh, I've got Shane Falco from the replacements. I've got okay. Jonathan Moxon from varsity blues, Alex Moran from uh, what was the name of that show? Uh, Blue mountain state. Uh, okay. the, the Willie Beeman one's my favorite. And I thought of that quote. Yeah. When I heard Jalen Hurts after this game and Nick Sirianni said that that was one of the best, better quarterback performances he's ever seen. And Hurts mm-hmm. was asked about that. And his immediate response was what, Rachel? We lost. We lost. We still got to do better. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I absolutely love that because from this movie quote, right? Yeah. You've got who teammates who will break their ribs and their noses and their necks for you because they believe. Tell yeah. me you don't have some guys in that locker room right now, even after you lost who believe in Jalen Hurts because of what he said after the game. You're spot on. And I literally just had this conversation with Michael Kiss this morning, and we were talking about Jalen Hurts, the type of player he is, and how, you know, Carson Wentz wasn't really like that. But this shows you that Jalen Hurts is determined to win, and he wants to be the best version of, of himself. So that quote that you just used, perfect example, literally, Jalen Hurts, This, even though this was one of his better performance, he wasn't impressed. He's like, okay, this is not good enough. So yep. we can go back to, you know, work. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. And again, we should have known this about Jalen Hurts, right? Because we saw the images when he was at Oklahoma. They won a big game by 70 and he's lifting weights right after, like yeah. still in his pads. Like, yeah. like again, the quarterback position is different. This competitive toughness, mental toughness, leadership stuff. It matters at this position. Now yeah. we're going to talk about the X's and O's. We're going to talk about some of the execution. But I just thought, look, big picture – this yeah. is the kind of stuff you love to see. I think you're 100%, you know, correct. And we saw some good from Jalen Hurts. Like we said, this was one of his better performances. Nick Sirianni said this was be- one of his better performances. He finished 32 of 48 for 387 yards with two touchdowns and zero interceptions. And he also finished as Philly's leading rusher with eight carries for 47 yards. But in this performance, we ha- we saw he looked balanced. He looked in control. He made some really, really nice throws. Um, the timing was there. He, he was back into the rhythm that we had talked about a few you know episodes ago. And I thought that his throwing looked good. He was accurate. He was on target and hands down one of his better performances. What did you see? Absolutely. I saw a lot of the same. And I, I think it's important to remember Quincy Avery, quarterback coach, he was on Twitter this week, early this week, talking about this is his eighth start. Like you're talking about a guy that has like four more starts than Mac Jones, four more starts than Trevor Lawrence. Like he's still basically a rookie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to put that context along with every time we talk about him. I thought he seemed in rhythm. I thought he seemed comfortable. And I think, look, Nick Sirianni did a very good job at play calling, especially early in this game. I loved 
the scripted plays on the opening drive of this game. There's a lot mm -hmm. of stuff we can dive into there, but I really loved what we saw from them. I, I loved Hertz throwing with anticipation from the pocket, the mm -hmm. seam route early in the game to Goddard, where you could see him started his throw in motion mm -hmm. as he's clearing those underneath defenders. He had some throws later in the game. He had a throw, you know, to Quez Watkins. It's a designed play to get him, you know, out into space. But you see mm -hmm. him again, reading that concept quickly, understanding the coverage in the soft spot and getting the ball out of his hands quickly. He just seemed more comfortable than we have seen him, particularly last week against Dallas. And yeah. so when you put that together, eighth start against the Kansas City Chiefs and a game you know, again, field goal decisions aside, that you probably need to score points in, mm -hmm. that's nice to see. I wanted to pull up one of the clips that I had uh, took note of in this particular play compared to in the Dallas game where we saw he looked rattled a lot and he looked uncomfortable. This was one of the plays where I felt like he had pressure all up in his face. And the fact that he was still able to get this ball off quickly and on target, I thought was very impressive. That was, it was two minutes and 32 seconds remaining in the first quarter. This was the pass to Kenny Gainwell for the first down. So yeah. that one, I was like, whoa, because the pressure came so freaking quick and it was just like not a perfect pass, but it still looked really good on target in rhythm. And the fact that, you know, Kenny Gainwell was able to complete it, like makes it even better. Yeah, and, and this was a dual screen read, right? So you've got two different screens called to either side of the formation. And the first thing he has to do is figure out which way he's going, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because you've got you know the outside receiver on the left, Jalen Ragor, coming in for a screen. And you've got Ganwell because this is an empty formation on the right. And he sees you've got two over two on the outside to the left. Okay. And you've really got corner over Ganwell and the safety deep. Yeah. So he likes the look to the right. So that's the first that he has to do because you get unblocked rusher on it. They, they blitz both and you get Hitchens, the inside linebacker with a free shot at him. Yeah. And he knows that's coming, but it's a catch release, snap that throw out to the outside. This yep. is one of those moments I sometimes say, look, playing quarterback is a lot like playing second base in baseball, right? Mm -hmm. You think about turning the double play, you've got to catch and get it out quickly. This is a harder throw than it looks this smoke screen to the right side because you have to catch, you mm -hmm. have to get the feet set and get it out. And oh, by the way, Anthony Hitchens wants to blast you into yep. the box. <laughs> like yeah. quarterback is hard friends. Mm -hmm. Quarterback is very hard because you're trying to make the right read, right decision, an accurate throw when yeah. people want to put you in the hospital. Yep. Okay. And that's what we see on this play. I think this is a great example of a quarterback and everything that goes into play in this position, try to make all those decisions in like 30 seconds before yep. the play and a second and a half after the snap when a dude wants to break your ribs. And was this the play that we got lucky with King, Kenny Gainwell who like coughed up the ball, but then they said he was down. Was that that thing? I think that was that. Was that yeah, that? it was. Cause you know, you see the scrumble in the end zone and it looks yeah. like he's fumbled the ball. They ruled him down. So, yeah. so you know, ball security. Yeah, <laughs> security, especially against, you know, some of these teams that are going to be playing over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, you need ball security. You don't want to put the ball on the turf like that. But I, I love this play uh, from Hertz. Some of the other plays I loved. I mentioned the seam to Goddard early in the game. Yeah. Um, also, the, the throw to Ertz. Um, on that first drive. This is part of what Sirianni did on that first drive mm -hmm. with a lot of the like movement, the flow. They ran the ball the very first play, that outside look to the right with Sanders, and it gained mm -hmm. one yard, okay? Didn't get a ton. But it set up a lot of the stuff that followed because the very, very next play, you show that same outside run, and then you flow Ertz back to the other side. Mm -hmm. It's wide open. 
and it's a good way to get your quarterback in rhythm. Nice, easy throw for her. So I love that one. There is the deep throw to Devonta Smith. Yeah. This was right before halftime. Yeah. Where he kind of rolls out to the right. And that's a tough throw to make. Yeah. That's a very tough throw to make because you have that corner. It's man coverage. He's on the lower hip. You've got to roll out, put it over that guy. You've got the sideline to worry about. Mm-hmm. This is a play that comes with 52 seconds left in the first half. And to drop that in, I mean, I haven't watched a lot of quarterbacks this weekend and in early this week, Rochelle. That's among some of the better throws I've seen league-wide this week. Yeah. I think you're 100% right. There was also the touchdown throw to Goddard. Um, And I thought that was another example of ball placement leading Goddard with that. This was two minutes left in the first quarter, and that's when the Eagles went up 10-7. to Right. I'm pulling that one up right now. Let's see here. Okay. Let's do that. For some reason, that's not – you said two minutes left in the – First quarter? Oh, first quarter. Uh, okay. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm pulling up. It's, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. My brain is just not working. But yeah, no, you're exactly right because this is, you know, that sort of flat seven smash down in the red zone, right? We have running back to the flat, uh-huh. deeper guy going to the corner. This is a very tough throw to make because again, yeah. down in the red zone, down near the goal line. I often like to say you have extra defenders to deal with. You've got the back mm-hmm. line. In this case, you've got the sideline here. He makes an anticipation throw. As he's getting into his break, you can see the arms separate because he knows yeah. where he's going with it. And then you have to put this in an absolute perfect spot with velocity, right? Yeah. If you don't put this on a line, mm-hmm. that's pick six the other way. Yeah. I mean, that's a 106-yard pick six. Yeah. Goddard does a very good job of extending his hands to go get it, but mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. This is a tremendous throw in that spot from Hertz. And I wanted to touch on another one that could have been – you already touched on the one on Devontae, but there was also the call, the play that was called back that I mentioned earlier with the legal touching. This was five minutes and 25 seconds left in the game, and it was first and 10. This deep ball was very, like, job well done. Jalen Hurts on target, on time. It's just the fact that Devontae Smith wasn't able to stay in bounds. So another play that I thought showed hurts making you know some strides like clearly like a throw that you don't we haven't really seen too much but it was really really nice so if only Devontae Smith could have finished yeah yeah exactly and what's great about this play Rachel they show him two deep safeties Mm pre-snap you know and this is four verticals you got two by two so two guys on each side of the formation going deep if you stay with that too high look as a quarterback you know you you kind of look to the outside anyway Mm-hmm. But what he does here is when he sees that rotation, he knows he's got to hold that safety. He's going to throw this outside and he puts it in an absolutely perfect spot. Like you, mm-hmm. you can't throw this ball better than he does here. Again, it's a shame that Smith kind of lets himself get driven out of bounds a little bit. Yeah. You know, so you get that penalty, but it's a great job by Hertz on this play. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he played extremely well. I, I think between some of the play calling we stuff, at least play calling concepts, combinations, routes, things like that. Sirianni had a pretty good game. Yeah, he should be more aggressive. I think teams are going to look at what Brandon Staley is doing with the Chargers when he's just like fourth down. That's just another opportunity to get a first down. We're going to go for it all the time. Um, Teams are going to learn from that. Sirianni is going to learn from that. But we talked about learning lessons, right? Mm -hmm. We were a little frustrated last week with Sirianni and his play calling and the stuff he was dialing up. I think Sirianni did a better job at catering to his quarterback, putting him in rhythm. I think we saw it pay off with Hurts. 
-hmm. And so, yeah, it's a loss. Yes, there are no moral victories in football, but you want to get better. You want to get better each week. And I think they did that on the offensive side of the ball. Defense? Yeah. Eh. Offense though, offense got better. Yeah, for sure. And you touched on how well last week you were talking, you uh tweeted at me and you were like, they're listening to the podcast. And right. I 100% because yeah. we were moving the ball so well. And we talked about that last week, how we didn't see that last week. Yeah. And then the week before that, we didn't see the tight ends. And this was a game where I felt like they did a really good job, like making sure that the running backs got their touches, making sure that the ball was being moved around. Overall, I thought it was a, a, a job well done, but it was just, it's a stepping stone. It wasn't yeah. like a perfect performance, but it was a stepping stone. What grade would you give Jalen Hurts based off of his mean, performance? I, I'd give him an A minus. I would. Okay. I mean, what about you? I had said an A minus, but then I switched to a B plus because I was like, okay, well, the Chiefs defense, you know, isn't that great. So I was like, well, maybe we'll see the, you know, up against the Panthers or the Raiders or whoever upcoming opponents. But I did have an A plus, an A minus at first, and then I switched it to a B plus. I, I think we're learning that I grade on an easier curve than Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> no. I feel like I feel like my grade's always like a half step higher than yours. And that's okay. Look, yeah. look, look any any anybody out there, you know, maybe I'm you, want to to take, yeah. you want to take my, my classes are the ones that all the football players will be in apparently. Right? And I'm trying to be a tougher cookie because I feel like I'm always the optimist. Like I'm always like, oh they did this so well and it people are like you're not being a realist. You're not being a realist. So I'm like all right let me be tougher then. So right. I, I, I bowed back. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to sort of balance it. I mean, I I, I was very impressed with this. It's not yeah. going to get easier. This Phil Snow defense, which we're going to talk about in a minute, like mm -hmm. it's going to pose some challenges for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, but I think with the context of eighth game, Kansas City Chiefs, and I know their defense isn't great, but mm -hmm. you want to score points to match Patrick Mahomes because he's a football-throwing alien. Yeah. Um, they did a pretty good job. I mean, if you would have said going into this game that, look, you know, they would score the amount of points they did in this game. Jalen Hurts was going to throw yeah. two touchdowns, no interceptions. He was going to run the football extremely well. Yeah. I think most of us would have taken that in a heartbeat, right? Mm -hmm. And they were in it. They were in it until Tyreek Hill, you know, started getting, Kill things. becoming Tyreek Hill. But yeah. up until one point, they were still in it. So I was like, whoa, like this looks like a completely different team. But, you know, Tyreek Like Hill. you said. Stepping stones. That's, <laughs> That's the title of this podcast. Yes. Stepping stones. I like that. I like that. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So now I guess we can move on and see what we saw from Patrick Mahomes a little bit and from what we saw from the Chiefs. So... Patrick Mahomes is a football throwing alien who was put on this planet to just dazzle and amaze us while they prepare the alien invasion and we're so distracted with how yeah. well he can throw a football. That's my summation of Patrick yeah. Mahomes. I mean, shovel pass king. Yeah, shovel passes, <laughs> arm angles, like just crazy. Just, it's just absurd. And I, I have this running bit that I do sometimes when I do breakdowns where I just throw up my hands and say, This freaking guy. Like, yeah. you know, there's just there are things that he can do that not too many people can. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is among them. It doesn't hurt, however, yeah. that he has guys like Tyree Kill. He has guys like Travis Kelsey. Oh. Yeah, you know, some of the players that he has the ability to target in the passing game. It's just, yeah. it's a lot, you know? When you think about, you know, when I try to play defensive coordinator going up against the Chiefs, I remember I did this last year, mm-hmm. and I drew on the whiteboard that's on the wall here in my office, like the Chiefs formation with the numbers. And on the defensive side, I just put a big question mark and I tweeted out. I tweeted out the photo. I'm like, heck, if I know, like, I don't know yeah. what you do. It, it, it's hard. And look to their credit, like, you know, they 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 slowed them a couple of drives, but mm-hmm. this isn't an this is an offense that you could slow them for three and a half quarters, mm-hmm. and then they'll hang 28 points on you in the span of five minutes in the fourth of what? Like, that's yeah. how good and explosive this offense is. For sure, we didn't see. The best performance from Travis Kelsey, which I guess showed right. a little bit of something, something. But like we mentioned, Tyreek Hill, um, the the deep pass that we saw, you know, Patrick Mahomes sailed it, forty four yards, the touchdown yep. play, yep. very impressive. Yep. And we, we couldn't even. It was like Tyreek Hill was unstoppable. Like we couldn't. There was nothing we could do. No, I mean, it, it, the, the problem with it is you have to try to play him man to man because if you say you know put a guy on him and put a safety over the top or play a pure double team or a cone or a bracket on them, you're leaving other guys like Travis Kelsey one-on-one. So yeah. you've got to pick your poison with this team. And with the way they can score so quickly, it's just an almost impossible task. Like the way to beat them is to get into a shootout with them. Mm-hmm. The, the, the the Eagles did that for the most part, just yeah. didn't have enough to head with them. Right. But they're, you know, a team that's sort of going through things and learning and a quarterback mm-hmm. making his eighth start. Like, I think the Chiefs might get into trouble down the road with teams like Buffalo, mm-hmm. you know, with teams like, you know, they obviously lost to Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, there are some teams that they might struggle with. They might struggle with the Chargers. And so, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs might not be the powerhouse we thought, mm-hmm. but they have enough in the tank to win games like this one. Yeah, their weapons are ridiculous. Yeah. Will finish with 11 receptions, 186 yards, and three three touchdowns. I mean, my one of my fantasy teams loved it, but nobody cares. About <laughs> nobody cares about your fantasy teams. I, I get it. We nobody care. Cares about my, we no, care. No, you don't. No, no, you're just being nice. Nobody does. Nobody does. <laughs> but so, yeah, they're just they're just so explosive on offense, and it's just it's it's a pick your poison situation, and all the poisons are going to kill you. So yeah, but I it thought. wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right. Stepping stones. Stepping stones. And now, yeah. I mean, now what's next? You know, we head to Carolina to face the Panthers week five, yep. Sunday, October 10th at 1 p.m. And the Panthers dropped to three and one after coming off of their loss to the Cowboys 36 to 28. 
But Sam Darnold, we saw him using his legs uh, quite a little bit in this yeah. performance. So that was impressive. He completed 26 of 39 passes for 301 yards with two touchdowns. But he also had two rushing touchdowns yeah. and two interceptions. So, I mean, Darnold's going to be – well, it's more Joe Brady, their offensive coordinator. There's going to be something to sort of deal with in this game. Brady has done a very good job this season of using Darnold – and his legs and his athleticism, particularly down near the red zone. I, I do believe he's the NFL's Russian touchdown leader right now. Yes. Yeah. Is, yeah. If, if you hit on that bet for week four, kids, cash it out right now because yeah. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh-huh. I mean, between that and the Arizona Cardinals being the last undefeated team. Yes. Did not see those two things coming oh. out. Kyler oh. Murray, man. Kyler Murray. I think, I think he's um surpassed Kyler Murray. I think I was looking at the Sam Darnold when it comes to rushing. Yeah. Yeah, he has, but yeah. Kyler's played extremely well. I mean, he's yeah, thrown the ball extremely well. Yeah. Um, but the thing with Darnold is, as good as he has been running the football and as good as Brady has been at dialing some stuff up, he will have his Sam Darnold moment still. I think he's better than the quarterback he was under Adam Gase. Mm-hmm. But you will still see, even that game they won against the Saints, he had this weird, I'm going to get sacked, so I'm going to like flip the ball in the air, like interception. Yeah. You had some bad interceptions against Dallas. So there will be some opportunities to force mistakes from him. Mm-hmm. But the issue with him is you might have to worry about him, particularly in short-yarded situations down near the goal line. You might have to dedicate some resources. You might have to spy him. You might have to sort of do some things defensively where you're worried about the threat of the run from the quarterback position which then makes you vulnerable on the back end in the secondary with some throws and, you know, pulling and throwing off of RPO hooks. So, I mean, that's the Sam Darnold that I'm seeing. What about you? Um, I think he, it's cool to see that he has DJ Moore as an option that he's definitely taken advantage of because yep. we see that he doesn't have Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. It's like we've seen DJ Moore has stepped up to the plate and is he going to be a concern more so? just like we just saw with Tyreek Hill for the Eagles. Yeah. Um, another thing, we haven't seen too much from, like, Fletcher Cox. He's been pretty, pretty quiet. I don't think he had, like, any stats from this last game. Javon Hargrave continues to perform, but our defense is still uh, a major issue and yeah. definitely the weakness on the team. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that Brady does extremely well is dial stuff up to stress the second level defenders, you know, and I know, I know there's a lot Ben Solak had this little graphic of, you know, where you got a linebacker pointing to the left side of the field and Mm -hmm. the football is on the other side of the field and Tyree kills hands. I mean, those are the kinds of things I know the chiefs are a different beast offensively than the Carolina Panthers. But when you're making mistakes like that, it's going to be hard. And yeah. Joe Brady does a very good job with some of the run stuff he does, with a lot of the option routes that he does. You know, they'll have routes in the end zone near the goal line where they'll start a slant and then break mm-hmm. vertically that really stress the linebackers. This might be a tough day again for this Eagles defense. And it might be a tough day for this Eagles offense because going into that game between Carolina and Dallas, a lot of the talk around the league was Phil Snow, defensive coordinator for the Panthers, has done a tremendous job, right? You even look last year, Saturday night, late in the season, um, Panthers at Green Bay. Green Bay has a pretty good first half offensively, but gets completely shut down in the second half. And after the game, Aaron Rodgers is like, they were doing some silly stuff out there on defense. I couldn't figure it out. That's what we're seeing. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, right? Three plays before halftime against the Saints. Mm -hmm. The Panthers ran, Rachel, the same exact 
blitz. Same exact blitz. Yeah. Line up, everything. Three straight plays. Incompletion, incompletion, interception. Yeah. They do a lot with Britton both Shaq Thompson, one of their linebackers, and Jeremy Chin, their safety. Braided them down into the A-gaps on each shoulder of the center where you got six guys up front, and mm-hmm. they love to blitz one or both or none of those guys, which really is going to stress yeah. Kelsey in the center, Hurts, yeah. the guys up front, figure it out protection stuff. So that's going to be critical in this game, figuring out those looks from that defensive front, knowing who's coming or going. The mm-hmm. running backs gained well. Sanders, they're going to have to be really involved in pass protection this week when you see those blitz-type looks. Uh, one thing we know that um, I literally saw this last night. Luckily, Shaq Thompson is expected to miss time with the yeah. name. So yeah. maybe maybe that's a plus. That's a plus. That's a certain plus. Minor plus. Yeah. I mean, know. obviously, we don't like to see injuries, but no. yeah. it makes life a little bit easier for your young quarterback and the guys up front. Yeah. If you have to do a pass protect, that's going to help. Now, they'll drop some different people, and I'm sure. Yeah. You know, but you you see this a lot around the NFL, right? You get to the line of scrimmage, you've got six or seven guys across Mm -hmm. the face of the offensive lineman, and they show you these pressure looks, and you spend so much time pre-snap figuring out, okay, how are we going to slide the protection? Who's doing what? Which offensive linemen have what we call dual reads, where you have to, like, read two guys, and you're blocking the most dangerous threat? Yeah. You spend all that time, and then they'll drop everybody except two, and you're just like, what do we do now, you know? Um so I'm sure Phil Snow will slide somebody in into that Shaq Thompson spot to try to replicate that. But this is going to be a nice test for Jalen Hurts, right? Because those pass protection responsibilities, figuring that stuff out pre-snap, so critical to playing quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. If he could have a good job pre, a good do a good game. If he could do a good job pre-snap in this game, there we yeah. go. I got it out. Yeah. Um, that's going to be huge for his development, and that will pay off not just in this game but down the road for Jalen Hurts. And I did want to mention that, uh, surprisingly, based off of what we were given, the offensive line didn't look bad. Like having like a lot of the young players in yep. because of the circumstances, they didn't in in the beginning. They didn't look like extremely off. So that right. was so. Hopefully, we can see them step up even more in this game. Yeah, I mean, look, they've got some good guys, the Chiefs do, on that defensive front, right? Chris Jones, one of the better pass rushing defensive tackles, although I know they've kind of stood him outside. They've got some guys that can play up front on defense. That Chiefs defense isn't great right now, but it's talented. It's just figuring some things out. And the offensive line handled things pretty well. And, again, Jalen Hurts has the athleticism to mask breakdowns and protection up front. So even if you do get one of those guys, whether it's Chin or somebody else, with a free shot at him, Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, Hertz is going to make that guy miss, and then you have the potential for some of these scramble drill situations like we saw before halftime on the throw yep. to Smith um, that Hertz can deliver on. Yes. So, like you said, stepping stones. Stepping stones. We're going to have to wait and see what we see in this performance, but I'm feeling good, better yeah. yes. after the Chiefs' performance. So, the Eagle just might surprise us. We don't Rock know. God would. I mean, look, maybe – look, the – maybe the Panthers aren't quite as good as we thought they were, right? Mm-hmm. They were 3-0. There were some questions. Now they lose. Yeah. You know, maybe this is a winnable game. Maybe this is one where the Chiefs could surprise us, steal a win here because we, we've talked about it. Everybody's talked about the stretch of games they have coming up. You steal a win here, you certainly feel a lot better about where mm-hmm. this season is headed. But I think right now we feel better. We certainly feel better than we did a week ago, right? We do. Like Last um, week after that Dallas loss, you and I were just kind of like, 
All right. So what are we going to talk about? <laughs> that was kind of a nightmare situation. Yeah. Um, this week you feel a lot better. I, I know there are no moral victories, but yeah. I, I just think it's because it was the Chiefs and because of the talk that was surrounding, you know, the Eagles going into that game, they performed better than people expected. Yeah. So gives us a reason to be hopeful. But we're going to be back next week. You guys know the drill yep. to talk about what we see from the Eagles. In the week five matchup against the Panthers, don't forget to leave a review. Don't forget to rate, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on all things social media, follow both of me and Mark on social media as well. Me at Rachel Monique and Mark at Mark Schofield. So happy Tuesday. Hopefully you enjoy the rest of your day. Mark, any last words? Coach Siriati, thank you so much for listening to the show. We do appreciate it. Please make sure with the burner, you're following Rachel. I know you can't be out there on uh, your main account, but follow, follow her with the burner. Ed, <laughs> always go Eagles. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.